the reality of the situation is there are people that that are in all industries at the end of the day if you go to the very top you know all my mentors are in all industries at the end of the day they're in not you know so it's it's all one right so we just need to have those conversations if you believe we can change the narrative if you believe we can change our communities if you believe we can change the outcomes then we can change the world i'm rob richardson welcome to disruption now Welcome to Disruption Now. I'm your host and moderator, Rob Richardson. With me is Manny Larcher of Collaborate and Elevate. We're going to talk about his story, how he started Collaborate and Elevate, uh, his vision for the future, and uh, just why he's like disrupting things here in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Always good to connect with a fellow Ohioan. Manny, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well, brother. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Well, look, um, how did you... So you started Collaborate and Elevate, which is the platform... Uh, kind of his name indicates about uh, making sure we collaborate and elevate together. Yeah. We had a conversation really, really about uh, what what's going on, particularly within this landscape of, of, of black organizations and kind of this missing piece. If you remember, we, we discussed the NAACP and some other organizations and not as a straight criticism of them, but as a lack of maybe not really seeing a place where, that is a place where we can really collaborate and elevate, if you will. And that's part of why you started what you did. You know, the NAACP recently, uh, they just, they, they've gotten more money than they've ever received. I like got a hundred million dollars and I think Urban League is something very similar. And the question is, you, you felt there was some missing piece in some of those organizations. What do you think was missing in terms of how they approach things? And then what are you hoping to gain from your platform here? Yeah, no, thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. And um, you know, my, my background before starting Collaborate and Elevate, um, I have an agency, Stopwatch Creative, and we build websites. Uh, four years in business now. We started in 2017. And before I started Stopwatch, I actually built a local NAACP a website um, about seven years ago, which is still up and running today. And also, I had, I've had experience to work with, you know, other Black-owned um, organizations, Um and in 2015, I was a part of a startup that raised some funds from uh, Rev One Ventures, which is a local VC firm here, as well as Cardinal Health. Um, so, you know, I kind of went from, you know, public, you know, to private per se. Um, and then I, I saw the resources that help entrepreneurs. So, you know, again, like you said, I'm not throwing shade at any of these organizations. I just think, especially just us as a people, you know, we have a lot that we're fighting against, you know, a lot that we're going against um, and a lot of issues, you know, that we're fighting against. So it's tough when you're an organization comprised of individuals who are all facing these challenges. Um, you know, you, you almost you got to take care of in-house first before you're able to really help the community. And I just think a lot of black owned organizations like, you know, the, the large ones, you know, it, they're still unable to really, um, you know, Pro- there, there's probably a lot more that they could do, you know, but again, like, yeah. so I'll, yeah. I'll be more direct. I think they fail to pivot and, and, and they fail to innovate at the speed that that's needed for the problems of today. So yeah. I believe NAACP is needed. Um, but I don't think just like any other large institution, this just doesn't go for black organizations, but when any institution has been around for so long, uh, they tend to just figure out and focus on what's the what's the least amount of risk I can take to preserve my status versus what is the uh, what do I need to do to push myself at the at the boundaries because innovation 
exist on the edges, right? And 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 when you have organizations that are built just by their nature, this goes for corporations too. When you are an established corporation, there's a reason why innovations don't come out of uh, large organizations. It's not because yeah. they don't have innovative people. It's because yeah. the structure is such that it's about preservation versus innovation. That's what I think. No, and you're 100% correct. You're 100% correct. I think, you know, what are their goals? You know, is that, you know, on a pedestal? Um, so for me, you know, in 2018, once uh, Collaborating Elevate was the theme of the last startup week. And I knew that there, you know, there would be no more funding from Chase Bank for ultimate uh, more startup weeks. This uh, collaborating elevator was an idea that kind of flew around to a few other people, um, and we started a company and, and we started doing these events. Pretty much, we did these events up until COVID, um, and it immediately yeah. became. And these were in-person events, right? In-person events and partnership. Yeah. I, I want you to focus more on that. Can I take you back a little bit, Manny? Because I want you—you you skipped over something I think is very, very important. You had a process where you 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 had a startup, and it for whatever reason there was some it didn't go the way you wanted to in some ways because you, you you pivoted to what you're doing now. Talk about that process if you consider that a setback, a failure, a learning lesson, and if so, what did you learn from that experience that you think uh, helps inform you of why you started collaborate and elevate? If that does my question make sense? Oh, it does. It absolutely does. And so I just want to make sure we understand kind of like the landscape, you know, with Collaborate Elevate. And I have to give, um, it was a part, our events were out of Michael Red's um, co-working office that was free on Ohio State's campus. So um, that's where it started. Now, Collaborate Elevate pretty much was a good way to promote my marketing agency, Stopwatch Creative. The events were always free. We were highlighting other entrepreneurs in the city. So it was a good way to get it, you know, bring our name, let people know that we're doing these events. Um, now, pe- <laughs> through the events, we help people. We, we help people connect to jobs, customers, investors. Um, you know, life changing relationships. Um, so once COVID happened, that's really the the thing. You know, we had an event in March. You know, it became apparent that we, you know it's COVID. We had to cancel the event. Um, I think the thing that was very interesting that we did. Um, strategically was to roll out our membership um, because now what happened is we now have a low cost buy-in for the people who wanted that attention. Um, so that, that allowed us, that allowed Collaborating Elevate to grow over 8,000% last year in 2020. Um, and That's now awesome. We, you have 8,000 members. Um, well, no, our, our bit, the business did 8,000% more than it did in 2020. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we, and then now and then just so much, you know, it allowed us to put a process to the chaos, I would think, that happens when you do events. Um, yeah. And that's really the, that was the pivot um, for us. You know, pivoting. Right. And I think there's a, there's a few things I'd like to take out of there, uh, Manny. Uh, I tell people, if you want to be effective, you have to add value. And what you did, w- why your business is taking off is because you're adding value to people uh, and it's not just, it's not a pure transaction thing. It's not like, okay, you, you talk to me, we do business. It's, it's, it, you're develop you're being intentional about networking. You're helping people highlight their, uh, their work, their platforms. And in turn, you know, the ecosystem returns the, the favor to you when you, when you put it, when you put out more, you get more back. 100%. And throughout the whole process, I'm learning, my team is learning, um, you know, we're connecting with people now all over the world. We now have members in Philippines, Germany, um, in Africa, Toronto. 
so that that you know it's it's really it's really just a blessing and we're grateful to to help people that's really what we're trying to do we're building a product and a platform um that I, that i think could simplify a lot of things you know i think linkedin i think i think all these platforms are you have to do so much in order to gain attention and to get value and that's pretty much what we're trying to simplify so you're so you're starting like a platform in order to uh, you, in order to get, ha- have people i guess get value versus having to go out and do so much in the LinkedIn space and other spaces. But how would that work in specific? Like, cause I've heard people ask, you know, why would they, why, why, why would people want to go on to another platform when you already have LinkedIn, Facebook, so on and so forth. What's your answer to that? That's a great question. Mine is time and efficiency. You know, I think if you're on Facebook, if you're on LinkedIn, you have to post, you have to update this, you have to do all these different things, take a nice picture, change your background. You have to do all these things. Really what we're, we're solving and simplifying is all of that. You know, we know that if you're a member, if you're, if you're serious, serious enough to be a member, we have a process that we run you through um, after that that's quick. And from there, we connect you with those opportunities through our network. Um, having said that, it's, it's also free, right? You know, our events pretty much now are open and free to the public. Um, the news and the information that we share. Is free as well, so there is a, a free, you know, component. Um, but for our members, it's it's just making their time more efficient, right? I'll, I'll use Gaia Cassidy as an example. She's a lawyer. Um, before collaborating Elevate, she was on LinkedIn sending the messages. You know, you got to think all these AI and, and and even virtual assistants and all these things, right? This all this is more than probably five bucks a month, right? Gaia was doing all these things, getting zero customers, right? So she she signed up. Um, and through that process, you know, we've helped connect her to several thousands of dollars, you know. So for, from Guy's perspective, that's just time efficiency. And now, you know, you know, as an entrepreneur, the most important thing is the yes, right? So you're now, we're, we're connecting you to yeses and you can focus on that as opposed to just kind of close your eyes and hoping that, you know, good things kind of come. You know, that's, that's where we're, what we're trying to simplify. Yeah. So I want to get back to my earlier question about your pivot from the Cardinal Health uh, uh, startup and yeah. what that process was and what was the learning lesson? Like what went wrong or right? It's kind of hard to, I don't like viewing it no. like what went wrong, but what was the learning lesson and, and, and what you learned from that in terms of the setback and the need to pivot from that moment? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think what I learned is that we never fail. We just learn, right? Um, I learned... I, you know, if I, 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 I'm a thousand times smarter when it comes to tech development. So, you know, I I learned significantly a lot more about tech development from that process. Um, I learned significantly more about customer, customer acquisition. Um, so that process was a beautiful experience because we, I was able to learn, you know, with several, you know, with a little over $200,000 investment. Right. So it's a, it's a blessing to, to learn from that opportunity. And it's, it, it's important to say that this company is still up and running today, myardina.com. So it's not necessarily a, a process where the business failed. I think it's a matter of, of learning, balancing my own expectations. Um, and uh, it's, it's a process that has led to so many things. So I, I think right. for, for me, it's, it's more so learning about development and, and marketing. And I think we were in a position where our goals 
were were so high without really understanding the processes uh, in order to achieve them. So you know that's, oh, that's really. I mean that's so that's so hard, right? I mean I, I think the dreamers because I am a dreamer, a why thinker, a, a, a visionary. The problem with visionaries and why thinkers is that they normally aren't the best at the process part, which you have to have the process part in order to, in order to implement the vision. So if you were talking to your younger self, Manning, right? If you had to, you wanted to go back and talk to your younger self about this process, what advice would you give your, give your younger self? And then what advice would you ignore? Mm. Mm. Man, you know, my younger self, I would just tell him to be patient, live in the moment, you know, spend as much time, you know, with, with your family and loved ones. Um, and, and then I would say, take risk. You know, I think for me, and I would, I'll say just for, for black people in general, I think, unfortunately, it's hard for us to take some of, to take risks. Like starting a company is a very risky thing, right? You know, it's very, very much so. So I, yeah. I think, I mean, there's more support than there probably ever has been, but it's still a very risky thing. Yeah. And, and I, if a younger, my, I'll tell a younger self to, to do it at, at 18, you know, do it at 16. I you really thought to do it. Um, because you I got think, nothing to risk. I mean, people, you don't have to wait to, you don't have to wait to start a business. You just, you got an idea, you have a network, go. <laughs> so. Period. Period. Uh, you learn so much and it, it will only make you better. You know, I look at, I agree. You know, I, I just wish in school they taught us about investing and stock market and, and, and how to start your own company and how to go public and SPACs and all these different things. I think if it, the more that I knew about the finances and the financial industry, that would have equipped me for, for everything. And I think that now <clears throat> the, the version of myself that I'm in right now, I think that is a significant um, <clears throat> knowledge to have on how to put your money in different buckets in order to set yourself up for the future. Um, right. So that's the, that's, yeah, the younger me. And I think that's what this country needs to do too more is to educate us on finances, uh, probably even more than science, you know, there, I said it, you know, I think, <laughs> you know, I think people should learn, you know, math, finance, math, finances, education, English. I don't know, but I think finances is extremely important. Um, especially if you're a solopreneur, you're now doing your taxes and you're doing all this stuff, right? So, um, I mean, yeah. I, I think there has to be some there has to be some teaching on the actual process because a lot of what how schooling goes now, Manny, is based upon a model that's you know 500 years old. Like, okay, yeah, it made sense. The model we have for schooling was based when everyone's uh, major job was uh, they would go in and be these administrators, these scribes. So you had to learn how to write this particular way, write in cursive, do all this stuff. So like now it needs to be more, it needs to be applied to how, how people actually get opportunities in 2021. Like it does not work that way anymore. It's so we have to, we have to, we have to really train not only finances. I think we train on business. Uh, and then we do train on tech in terms of understanding how to get into tech and you don't have to be technical. Here's the thing. You don't have to be a technical whiz. You have to understand no. an idea and you got, you can, there are people that can do the idea for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like you don't, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a, uh, a technology wizard to, to start an application or to create yeah. a platform. But right there, understanding that 
you could find someone and you could work with that person and you could develop that together. I'm not necessarily sure that we all have that communication or just natural teamwork aspect, you know, and I think successful entrepreneurs do. I think that's a, I think that's a challenge as well too. I think we, you know, innately sometimes have this, you know, um, I want to be self-made and all these things. And then that, they have they, they make up they make it up that's made up in our mind because we're 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 fed that and particularly I think that's our in our community too and we see each other like you and I have similar platforms but we're not competitors we complement like there's enough people in this space there's not enough people in this space and we have to do every opportunity we can I'm a, I'm a member of your platform proudly and will and I will t- encourage people to be a part of your platform uh, because there we have to we have to work together more in order to achieve scale I think that's where you're going. You're 100%. I think, I just think we don't really, like, I think we know the power of our voice. You know, Jay-Z says it really well. You know, everybody wants to be us for real. We just got to see us, you know. Yep. And I think that's that's it. I just think we really, when you t- when we talk about NAACP, when we talk about all these, these black-led organizations, we're looking at them uh, as opposed to be the ones to bring our voice together and to put us on that platform. But the reality of the situation is they, they don't do that. And we could go into a whole tangent about why they don't. But I, I think we cannot, we have to now look in the mirror. And I think that's more important. When we look in the mirror, we, we all have platforms. We all have social media. Yep. You know, we, you know, given rating someone's, you know, business on Google, like watch what, the next. And I challenge you to do this. Next time you go to any restaurant or black owned restaurant, take a picture of the food. Go to your Google uh, Maps and leave a good review. Watch what happens. You're right. You know, it's you're going to Google will send you emails like X number thousand of people have seen this. Right. So we 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 are now at the point where these platforms could organically help us. I just don't think we're building each other up. And I love Kanye West and I love Jay-Z and I love all these people. But we now I think we need to let's look at. The, the Cincinnati people, the Rob Richardsons, the, you know, the Rodney Williams, the Travis Holloways, right. right? Let's pay attention to the people in our own backyard. And, and that's how we're going to, to get what we want to get. And if, in, in the reality situation, if, if we don't, right, especially if we're from these small cities, um, and we keep paying attention to, you know, TI and Jeezy, then Atlanta will continue to get bigger and LA will continue to build, right? I think it's, let's, let's right. look at our own culture, right? And build up our cultures. You know, I just think we don't see a lot of people that are doing the hard work in the communities that we live in, you know, and, and, and no, uh, man, it's such a great point. Such a great point. When you look at, uh, when you look at how we view it, it was like, okay, it's, it's, we got to be like the we- the East Coast or the West Coast. We have talent right here. One. Two, I, I, I believe that COVID uh, was a temporary disruptor, but it was more of an accelerator of trends. And so like, even though there's a there's Atlanta and other places, right, we can connect with those places and bring what we have here in a different way uh, that we couldn't pre-COVID. Because now people are willing to go on, okay, you got stuff going on in Atlanta. Let's see what's going on in Cincinnati. We can actually have events because there's not there, – there's there's enough – there is opportunity. I think we need to figure out how do we particularly uh, create networks and ecosystems within the Midwest and the South. I think there's a lot of opportunities that are still untapped there uh, versus just uh, versus just focusing on the, on the coast, which is where a lot of the folks are focused on. There's a lot, there's a lot still to be done here. I think we, there's a lot of growth – 
that can happen uh, online in, 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 a, in a collaborative manner that didn't really exist pre-COVID, but now can exist in, a, in, in really a new way. 100%. 100%. You're a great example for that. I mean, your speaker lineup um, has been incredible. Just some of the people that you've had on. Um, and I just think that's a testament to that. You know, I think we're, there's so many people talented from Ohio that basically end up moving, right? Go to Atlanta, go to Chicago to change, to chase these pastures. We're now at a point where because of We don't have to do that anymore. Exactly. And you have a lot of people that are there coming back, you know, and they're now building yeah. up here and building up. Um, I mean, what Newark, Newark, right? Ohio has billions of dollars in, in construction right now going into building up Newark, Ohio. So I think we, that's, to me, that's the era that we're in right now where, you know, it's, it's building up the Midwest. I don't think the, the, and, and there's several reasons why cost of living, right. Yeah. Um, especially if you like the cold, right. You don't mind the weather. I don't know change. if I like the cold, but I can bear it to so go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to say I like it, <laughs> but you can bear it, right. If you could bear the yeah. cold, um, there's just a lot of opportunity. And, and I just think, you know, I think we, we all have to, to really just see each other, acknowledge each other and pay attention to what's going on around us more. And I think that that's going to lead to, 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 to success, you know, transparent conversations too, as well. We're going to have better transparent conversations and that's how we're, we're really going, you know, to, to be able to, to make change, you know, even the people that, you know, I believe the people that are trying to make an effort and they aren't, um, I just think it's, maybe they just need to have a different network around. And I think a lot of these big organizations, they get stuck in the same, you know, ways and they don't get that new fresh innovation in. Um, and I just think through us talking naturally, you know, or as opposed to board conversations, right. Board yeah. meeting rooms. I think then that's, that's how we're going to have to change the culture, you know, here period, you know, because if we, if we rely to, to being in, in, in boardrooms and stuff like that, that I think that's a lot of that's kind of the 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 problem right now. I think exposing the the Ohio culture, you know, and just by us connecting uh, more as people uh, and just having a conversation about what we're doing, what we're working on, whether you work for the city or you're in nonprofit or you're in a private, because it is so connected. And the reality of the situation is there are people that that are in all industries. At the end of the day, if you go to the very top, you know. All my mentors are in all industries at the end of the day. They're in not, you know, so it's, it's all one, right? So we just need to have those conversations, you know, and, and I, um, and a younger me did not believe that I could even find that one in Ohio. You're right. Um, I wasn't exposed to many black men in Ohio that were entrepreneurs doing the things that I want to do. Right. So I think we're now in an era where there are so many more. Um, Agreed. You know, so it's just it's just being able to connect with them, right? Being able to connect with them, and that's why it is important for the NAACP and for all these organizations to hear this conversation and connect because you know they have that access to you know the under eighteen, um, and they have the access in the pool. Um, so I think we just need to have these conversations. But the yeah, it it, it hurts me to see any. Just, just life wasted at an early age. You know, it really pains me uh, to see that. So, 
Yep. Well, look, I appreciate all you're doing, Manny Larcher. Uh, we're going to work together more. I said it right, right? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. All right. And I appreciate you, man. Don't make yourself a stranger. And uh, you can find them at Collaborate and Elevate. And what's the name of the uh, of your other of your of your business for building platforms and building uh, websites? Stopwatch Creative, right? It, that is it. Stopwatch Creative. I appreciate you. All right. Rob. All right. We're gonna that, that that's gonna be in the notes. So and we're gonna be working together more. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you.